Aloha and welcome to the Golden Thread Podcast with myself. I am Marnie Sue Reynolds and I have my first guest speaker, Kioni Hanale of Pohala Hawaiian Botanicals, coming live from Maui. Welcome, Kioni. Mahalo. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. First guest. I'm super honored. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just so grateful for this platform to share, sister. So mahalo. We're very thankful that you're here. And once again, being the anchor for these offerings and this podcast in particular speaks about the opportunities that we have as humans for healing through different modalities and the modality that you are really well known for is your deep awareness of fern medicine, Hawaiian fern medicine, which is an ancient esoteric practice. Many people might not be familiar with one incorporating plant medicine, what that's like. So we'd love to talk about that and then talk about your experience of ferns how you incorporate them and your company of pohala pohala hawaiian botanicals so welcome let's let's first go into our first question shall we yes yes please (laughs) so um for healing a lot of people and i've read your bio and i know you've had many levels of trauma that you've been able to heal from And at one point you discovered fern medicine, which also was taught to you by your lineage, by your, by your tutu, your grandmother. Um, So it was a knowledge that was within you, but you really started resourcing it when you were ready to move out of trauma, as well as uh, just surrender the ego in a very big way. What was it that really was your defining moment of when you decided to resource all of this knowledge for yourself uh, to support your healing process, your own healing journey? Yeah, mahalo. And this is like the question for everyone, right? (laughs) It's like, what will it take for us to, uh, you know, embody our sovereign self and our truth? So I just want to uh, begin by just sharing a little bit of background of what fern medicine is, Pua Ehu Ehu. It's a very ancient, ancient medicine that comes from the Mu culture. So this is prehistoric Hawaiian culture. So we're going back over 2,000, 5,000 years, and even into the Paleolithic era, which would be 20,000 years ago. It's one of the first medicines um, resourced by our ancestors. Fern medicine correlates to emotional intelligence. There are 103 native Hawaiian ferns that correlate to 103 emotions. Now, our emotions are energy. Energy is consciousness. So if we want to understand how to participate in this phenomenal animate world, um, our emotions uh, is the tool. This is how we express. This is how we experience. uh, This is how we witness. Um, And it is incredibly unique to this reality. And, you know, my grandmother, who you mentioned, uh, my tutu, Kawiki Onalani, who taught this to me, um, she shared that this is the only reality that we will ever experience emotions. Um, So it's very, very uh, uh, unique. 
and, and, and truly important for us to come into uh, awareness of how emotions express themselves through us. Now that's key, how it expresses itself through us. So this requires a complete collapse of control and attempting to control emotions and to assign them something that they are not. So um, during a shift, during a shift in you know, uh, what we would call the Kali Yuga or a shift into a spiritual dark age, uh, there was a concern that ferns or there was a concern that emotions would become corrupted. And it is perhaps the purpose of this reality <laughs> is the emotion. So there was a concern it would become corrupted. So uh, ferns being the only species even today who have achieved what is known as evolutionary stasis, meaning they need not evolve anymore. They have met their uh, evolutionary ceiling. The important thing about this is that something that has achieved uh, evolutionary stasis, they also need not accumulate any more data. In not accumulating data, this means it cannot become corrupted. So during this shift into a spiritual dark age, the ferns volunteered to hold the power of the human emotion until the time became hemolele or perfect for the human being to express it once again. That's why ferns hold the codes to human emotions. And as I said, it was fragmented into 103 emotions by way of 103 native Hawaiian ferns. So that is one of the, the ike, the knowledge that was handed down to me from my lineage is the power of poa ehu ehu fern medicine. So um, now the second part of your question was what, what in my life led me to embody and to express and to really devote myself to this medicine? Well, you know, from when I was born until I was five, I lived with my grandmother, Kawiki Onalani, and she was a very traditional Hawaiian woman. So my life was a ceremony, the first five years of my life. And it was a very beautiful life. And I would say it, she offered me a life that is truly our birthright, which is to live in ceremony. So that was my first example. And I'm so blessed for that. However, in tradition of, we call it Hanai. Okay, Hanai means to be adopted by either a family member or another family to form an allegiance. Um, I was hanai by my grandmother. And as it is tradition, at five years old, you're gifted back to your biological parents. Now, my parents are beautiful, were beautiful people, but they lived a very Western lifestyle. So I went from living in perpetual ceremony to now what I call the culture of control. Imitation, censorship, conformity, shame, scarcity, violence. And it was so incredibly shocking to me to be introduced into this new world. Um, I felt uh, very misunderstood. I learned really quickly to imitate the world around me because I wanted, to be, I wanted to be accepted. I wanted to be loved. And the ceremony, Keoni, was not accepted. <laughs> not accepted at all. So I learned how to adapt to the culture of control. So from five until 
my 20s, I was living in perpetual resentment because I knew the life I was living was not natural. I knew that I was not expressing my sovereignty, my ea, my truth, my oya. And that just compacted layers and layers of distortion until finally I reached that point of breaking. For me, it was homelessness. It was addiction. I became an opiate addict and it led to being incarcerated. Now, when this all went down, I had that spark of intelligence. Okay. Some people call it angels. I had that spark of intelligence that said, okay, Keoni, will you stay or will you go? That this is what it's come to. Will you stay or will you go? And within that moment, I realized that I had not fulfilled my agreement. In not fulfilling my agreement, if I choose to just give up and go, then, you know, I'm going to have to repeat this. I said, no. I need to fulfill my agreement. What does that mean? I need to show up. I need to rediscover, reaffirm, and honor my kiakahi, my purpose. Why did I come here in the first place? So I had to dig really deep in myself and focus on my nourishment. What in my life historically, now, what has nourished me? That's going to be the access point to my kiakahi, my purpose. The vision I got, and it was a vision, was my grandmother's hands. Now, this is very poetic, but I was still able to understand exactly what this vision was saying. It was my grandmother offering me something. So I went deeper. What did, what did Tutu offer me? She offered me the Ike, the knowledge. Okay, let's go deeper. What Ike, what knowledge? Fern medicine, fern medicine. So it was within that moment that I realized that my purpose here is to express emotional intelligence, fern medicine, to be an uh, ambassador for this sacred medicine. Now, this is how beautiful, okay, this can spontaneously change your life. I was uh, released from being incarcerated. I went to treatment and knowing that I needed to commit to my nourishment, to this epiphany, I began as with the littlest resources sister that I had, like $100 in my bank account, uh, sleeping on couches, to launching a website that was messy and sloppy, by the way, but it was still something. I was still being seen and heard. I was still allowing myself to be seen and heard. And that just created this beautiful momentum where people began to reach out and say, I'm curious, please share, please talk more about this. And then this is the, the miracle of a community, right? Then others begin to carry your message for you because they believe in you. Mm -hmm. And that reaches more and more and more and more people. And now, you know, I run a very successful business, Pohala, where I, uh, you know, I resource the medicinals, fern medicine, other types of medicine. Uh, I'm also a mentor, a facilitator. And this is just all just unfolded. The moment that I was able to determine what nourishes me and commit to my nourishment, forego the thrill and the seduction of deprivation and harm. And that can be a very, very 
uncomfortable and inconvenient shift. So for me, it took trauma because I was not willing to for almost 30 years. I was not willing to make a shift in grace. I knew just like, like I was saying, I knew that this was unnatural. I knew I was living a lie, but it was comfortable. The lie is comfortable. <laughs> and so it took trauma for me to have that spark of intelligence that angels say, will you stay or will you go? If you stay, you have to, you have to commit to your nourishment and express your gifts. And that's what led me now. And to speaking of this with you, sister. So mahalo, thank you. Mahalo, brother. What an inspiring story. Even when I hear it over and over again, <laughs> I listen I listen with new ears, right? And beginner's mind, like, it's extremely incredible, courageous, full of hope and faith and belief. And most definitely it gives all of us the resolution that there is a solution out there. There's a solution and there's a path and there is a way to liberate yourself if you so choose to do it. And so I really commend you and thank you for your presence to be the steward, you know, to be that light in the storm. So people have something to focus on, especially if they are in the chaos and in deep bouts of suffering. It's very difficult to make your way through all of that kind of suffering to realize that there is hope, right? There is hope at the end of the tunnel and, and um, through practices that they can learn like through you or meditation practices, incorporating plant medicine, um, they will resolve a lot of these deep-seated fears that is running the show. And that is kind of what's happening right now. We really are all running in our subconscious mind right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mahalo, 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 mahalo for all your hard work because it does take a lot of hard work too. And I think that needs to be present for everyone to recognize it's not easy to shift and pivot. It's not easy. It takes a tremendous amount of inertia, or as you said, trauma, where you're basically in a caged cell and the ego is so strong that sometimes that is what is required mm -hmm. for you to submit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, uh, the opportunity to then say, there is no other choice at that point because we are all very human and have incredible minds you know, that are moving at rapid speed and are very distractible. So there's always going to be something else to be doing. But once you are completely flat on the ground, have nowhere else to go but up, is when you start surrendering to something beyond yourself, which you can't even possibly comprehend that until you release the opportunity to try to figure it out. So it is that leap of faith. I love calling it that. It's that leap of faith, that mm -hmm. trusting that there is something on the other side that's going to be holding you, guiding you, making you feel safe, protected, and that you can trust it. And a lot of people are learning this right now as we speak, going through this tremendous shift on this planet. You know, how do I actually... Where do I actually, what do I see, look in here as terms of guidance and support? And 
that is something that you and I have lots of conversations of. It's all within you. This wisdom is within you, meaning there is no external teacher. There are guides right now, but this era, this time right now is all about discovering your own truner, like true Ike, your own wisdom. Mm -hmm. Because what Keone's story has shown me the most is that that kind of existence is palpable and obtainable for every single person it is your birthright to discover your truest gifts and share them with the world we all have this ability and uh, that is really that moment of like be your own inspiration mm -hmm. you know and what now that I can reference having lived in a world of deprivation and now living in a world of nourishment is that when I was living in the world of deprivation and harm, it takes so much effort to live that life. So much effort to be in consistent survival and defense. And the dangerous thing about being in survival and defense is that I have no capacity for intimacy because everyone's a suspect. Yes. Everyone is a suspect. So that, that power of community cannot exist mm -hmm. in survival defense. Now, when I shifted into nourishment, it is almost effortless, sister, because I am being delivered. Mm. I'm simply being delivered unto my ambitions. I am being delivered unto my abundance. I am being delivered unto nourishment. Mm. And so it, it's that transition, just as you're saying, is really uncomfortable. It's really, really inconvenient because we are shifting from a paradigm which is familiar. If something's familiar, that means it's also comfortable, even if it's harmful. Right. So shifting from deprivation and harm, survival and defense, reteaching, realigning, not just the spirit, but also the body. Mm -hmm. The body, what it feels like to be in nourishment, what it feels like to be safe. And transitioning and making that commitment of transition um, is so incredibly liberating. And, and just as you're saying, it's our birthright. And if you can just allow yourself to initially explore, explore this transition by asking yourself the fundamental question, what nourishes me? Mm. What nourishes me truly, truly? Let me just pause. Let me forego the seduction and thrill of crisis and hysteria right now. Okay. That's not going to be my focus for at least a minute. <laughs> yes. And what nourishes me? What brings me joy, fulfillment? What is it? And then just begin to create momentum surrounding the exploration of nourishment. This will naturally shift you from a focus of harm and deprivation because the light of nourishment is so incredibly powerful. You can never go back. Mm -hmm. You can never go back to deprivation. Deprivation now, now that I made this transition, the only reason I resource deprivation, because I'm not afraid of it anymore. The only reason why I'd resource deprivation is so I know how to cultivate and enforce my boundaries. Mm. My boundaries. Beautiful. And I love how you said 
find what nourishes you. And that is your, that is your, as we call in yoga or healing, you know, find your intention, find your drishti, find your focus, because then it gives you kind of resolve that you're doing something, whether it's to make yourself feel better. And that is going to be many, many different things, whether it's yoga or meditation or leaving a toxic relationship or deciding you're not going to speak badly to yourself and have only positive things that come out of the mouth. All these beautiful techniques um, are really, really important as you start building your healing journey. And I'd love to start talking about a little bit if I was in that position and I wanted to resource and start saying, okay, I'm ready. I really want to make some shifts and changes. And I definitely know there are habits that aren't working well. And my mind is, has a lot of cobwebs in it. Want to clear it all out. Uh, what would be the firm? How would I start incorporating fern medicine if I wanted to do that, if I'm ready to start doing that kind of work? Well, you know, you have actually cultivated a really beautiful software called the Chakra Healing Journey. And <laughs> this is a beautiful way to be guided um, in corporation with fern medicine on how to begin, as you say, clearing the cobwebs, going from center to center to center. So we're not in overwhelm because, you know, changing our lives overnight can be incredibly overwhelming. So why don't we just begin small and be simple about it and then gain momentum, gain momentum from there. Of course, a beautiful place to start is in resolution. And you know, when you've worked in the chakra healing journey and I've also done your program, this software, and it's been really, really helpful, especially in collapsing that era of overwhelm. But to begin in a space of resolution, okay, to clean house, to clean house, so all the old narratives, the distorted belief patterns, um, to begin to just simply collapse those. Okay, and my subscription. <laughs> and there's a beautiful fern that we do work with in the chakra healing journey. And, and just in general, the fern that I recommend to people are like, I need to change my life, I, I'm saturated. And I say, okay, it, it's a fern called Kilau Puel, and it's the fern of ruin, mm -hmm. emotional ruin. And the first, when people hear that word ruin, it's, it can frighten people, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my gosh. But truly it's about reducing mm -hmm. and dismantling that which does not serve me. In fact, that which harms me. And many of us are completely unaware that we willingly participate in harm and self-harm um, every single day. So to resource a medicine such as emotional ruin, kilau puel, and just begin to dismantle that old narrative, that old paradigm. And, and when we're working in that first chakra and we're working with Kilau, we don't even need to project. You don't need to project, oh, what am I going to replace it with? No. It's just about dismantling. Remember, let's keep it very simple. Just dismantle. Focus on the dismantling, the reduction, clean house. Then when we are clean, clean, because there's no urgency, there's no urgency. Let's just get rid of linear time right now. Because mm -hmm. okay? that's what's gotten many of us into this mess. <laughs> urgency, perform. 
So let's just clean house, clean house, enjoy. Mm -hmm. Enjoy having a clean temple. Mm. And then let's begin to dream how we can rebuild. Beautiful. Yes, the detox, the detoxing of self mm. can go on forever. And there's many ways to do it. And I'd love to learn just a little more about Kilau Pueo, about that fern uh, in particular. Who you know who he is, what he embodies, where he where you find him, what he looks like. I know we can't we're on a podcast, but you know what is his qualities? So um, I just want to point out something really interesting. This is an alignment with uh, with its quality of ruin. So that. Latin or the scientific name, which is completely independent of Hawaiian culture, by the way, this is just a glorious, glorious alignment. But the scientific name of Kilau Pueo is decompositum. Decompositum. Decomposition? To decompose, to <laughs> oh reduce. <my> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so amazing. So it, that's a divine alignment to the power and the quality of dismantling and purging ourselves. And I love the word you use to detox ourselves from narratives and stories that simply do not belong to me. You know, one of the thrills of this current narrative, which I call the culture of control, is this mad dash to apply accuracy to narratives to which I don't even believe in. Mm. So dismantling that first and foremost, no longer allowing the exterior conditions to determine, one, my level of safety, two, my wholeness, and three, my capacity to give and to receive love. As a sovereign being, it is my kuleana, it is my responsibility to express that myself and to inspire and affect in exterior condition. So in the ancient culture, we call this makadas. In Hawaiian, you'd see hulihoi. You'd say hulihoi. It's the epic reversal. Now, no longer relying on the exterior conditions to determine my narrative. Rather, I express and inspire the exterior conditions. We call this radiance. Mm. It's time to radiate. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to be exposed. And I know that's scary. I know it's scary to be so exposed, to be seen and heard, because this opens us up to scrutiny, especially when truth, sovereignty, is a violation to this current narrative. So friends, you're going to have to be so brave right now, mm. so brave to radiate and express your truth and inspire your brothers and your sisters. This is our great shift now. <laughs> Barney's giving me the prayer. Mahalo, oh, yeah. sister. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a beautiful fern sermon. It's like, oh, I love that fern sermon. <laughs> And I've resourced Kilau Pueo. I do also on a regular basis now. He's definitely my one of my go-tos. And um, if I'm feeling distortion or stagnation or static energy, even more so regarding anything in my foundational 
parts of being safe, um, I will resource Kilau and we'll go into another time of talking about how you work with fern medicine. Um, but it is something, working with plant medicine, for those of you out there in the ethers uh, who are new to this kind of healing, really encourage you to go to pohala.net, that's P-O-H-A-L-A.net, and learn about this incredible offering from our dear brother Keone. Learn about the ferns, learn about how to incorporate. He has a tremendous amount of knowledge on his website. He describes each fern that he works with, the 103 that he mentioned. He even has a wild fern tincture that encompasses a, a, how many how many years in that one? 56. 56 ferns. And these are all alchemized um, in ceremony in his hale with nature connected to the cycles of the moon. So the way that it is created is also very, very sacred. And you will be enthralled by this man. If you are not already please follow him on Instagram. You'll follow him on pohala underscore Hawaiian underscore botanicals. Um, or you can just Google him. It's Keone Hanale, K-E-O-N-I Hanale, H-A-N-A-L-E. Mm -hmm. Google that. L-E-I. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and please learn about fern medicine and how you can incorporate this in your healing journey. This is extremely special Ike, meaning very special knowledge. There are not that many people doing this on the planet right now. Uh, very few people that are doing it correctly and even very few that are doing it the way that he is doing it, where he's very open with his heart to share not only the intelligence of the ferns and what they are saying to him, but he puts it in a beautiful package that makes it approachable so that you can incorporate it every day into your life and really work on up-leveling your consciousness. So reach out to him, give, take a look at his offerings. Uh, we incorporate it over here in my offerings and he and I work together as well to develop ways to help many people heal as deeply as they can since we are in this incredible shifting time. So I really want to thank you, brother, for coming on today and being my first, my first person on this podcast <laughs> of the golden thread and you know my the whole goal of the golden thread is to find this thread throughout each of us throughout all these offerings of what what are we all trying to do and we are all trying as you always say to open your heart wider right yes right and that's my whole goal also in this life is to um, live in peace and love. And so this is an opportunity for you to experience that and to discover that we are all doing that. We are all trying our best, right? We don't need to fight with each other anymore. We're all doing our best. It's time to level up. It's time to fall deeper in love with yourself. Would you like to end brother with anything? Oh my gosh. First, I just want to say that was like the best, like 
expression that you could have made for Pohala. So I'm so grateful. <laughs> Mahalo. <laughs> and and Marnie knows me very well. So <laughs> so I'm super honored. Um and um I I would just love to to just, you know, share a beautiful mu prayer that is very very um pertinent to this time. I'll say it in the ancient dialect of Mu and then I'll translate it into English and you know this this language is is an activation in itself. And so I'm so honored to to share this. Ka e katsawia mea it on parat ulamia ama ama kui heva ama at ama. And I said, to be entangled in that which is unnatural, now I rise, exposed and brilliant, finally, and to penetrate an illusion, finally. Finally. Mahalo. 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 Deep mahalo to you. And I so honor you, brother, and who you are and what you represent with beautiful open heart and incredible integrity. I really see you and I value you and I love you deeply. And I'm very excited to share more time with you here on this earth. Mm. Mahalo, me oi poo, and I love you too, sister. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. We're really excited about this podcast and follow the Golden Thread podcast on Instagram. And I hope to see you all in the ethers. Aloha.